What's going on? You've reached the John Papaloni Show. Today, today I'm here at On The Block Realty with Katie Steinfeld. And we are doing our shows, the John Papaloni Show, as you know. It's uh, monthly right now. We're going to be uh, weekly in the new year. But I'd like to welcome Katie to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Oh, me too. I've been looking forward to this. I love doing these things. But as I said to you, yeah. you know, before we started, I still get the uh, jitters in the beginning. Yeah, I know. And me too. <laughs> So, but they're good. fun and it's informative. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. So what I wanted to start is, uh, why don't you give us a bit of your history on how you started, how you got here and how you came up with the name? And yeah. Um, so I've been in the business for 10 years. Um, I uh, started with I, one brokerage and uh, got a good sense of you know, what, what, what real estate was all about. The reason why I got into it is I just really wanted to help buyers and sellers make one of the most important decisions of their lives. I thought that there's a lot of opportunity from a marketing and advertising perspective. I come from a business background. So the whole entrepreneurial thing was really interesting and intriguing to me. Um, so yeah, I went, I went through a few brokerages over the last nine years and then decided, wanted to open up my own brokerage. Um, the reason why I, um, I did mainly was because, uh, back in 2016, the market was insane with, yeah, that's true. yeah, the GTA, especially with bidding wars and all that. And, um, we, my partner, Daniel and I, who's my husband, um, we started looking at different ways of selling and we thought, what about auctions? Like why isn't auctions a normal way to sell real estate in the GTA? It works well in other markets like Australia and the UK. Um, so we started exploring that option and came up with a platform, um, an auction platform that's all online. And we wanted to offer that as a choice to consumers. Um, we felt that it was a more fair and transparent way versus the bidding wars. So we- Which makes total sense. I mean, yeah. there's nothing more frustrating to say, like a house is 500,000 and all of a sudden, you know, just the starting price and all of a sudden, okay, yeah. I'm gonna offer 510. Yeah. Am I even close? And you're going, I don't know. I know. Right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. And one person's um, opinion of close may not be the same as another. Somebody might say you're 50 grand off and that might be close to some people, but other people it's way off. So you want to be really, um, you know, you never know what you need to do to purchase a home. And a lot of buyers will feel regret because they, if they knew what it sold for, they probably would have gone up to that amount, but they're not willing to do it. Absolutely. And also the same thing is, I don't think those uh, bids are doing the market uh, or even the neighbors justice. Yes. Because sometimes a home should be, as an example, we're going to stick with the 500 start. Yes. And just say the home should have been listed at 599. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is if the bid only goes up to 550. Yeah. You actually shortchanged the uh, neighborhood exactly. by 50 grand because yeah. now everyone else's house yeah. is going to come down. Yeah. No, exactly. Or if it goes up to 650, mm -hmm. now, yeah, it, it, maybe you bring up the value. Yeah. But now you just made that that uh, community yeah. feel a little overpriced. Yes. And people start feeling that I'm overpaying. Exactly. When they may or may not be because yeah. eventually it will hit that 650. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's one of those things that's the guessing game. Yeah. And then uh, you take out the thrill of owning the home. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and then like, yeah, there's nothing worse than feeling regret or ha ex working with a buyer that after a bidding war is like, oh man, did I just pay too much? Like how bad do you feel as a realtor, even though you've guided them properly and they've made that decision, but you know, you want them to be comfortable and confident with their decision at the end of the day. So we felt that auctions was a fair way to determine market value for a home. Home. And uh, yeah, so we set out to explore a way to do that and opened up a brokerage as well as an auction uh, company uh, to do the auctions. Which is fantastic. 
How, how does it, like, why don't you explain to us how it actually works, like the whole process? Yeah. Um, so it's very similar to an offer date. So you still put it on MLS. Um, you were marketing, doing the open houses and showings, usually about a seven to 10 day marketing period. And then on the set auction day, people can go online and they register to bid. Um, we still cooperate with realtors and um, the, the process is the same in terms of guiding your buyer through the process. It's just you're alongside them at the computer or at, on their phone and um, the bid starts at a certain amount or the price starts it's you know a little bit lower than value but not so right. low that you're really confusing people um, there is a reserve price that uh, the seller sets in line with comparables and that protects them so if the bidding doesn't get up to that price then they don't have to sell um, but once the reserve has been hit then there's definitely going to be a sale to the highest bidder so most of our auctions are done online very similar to eBay um, right. with and everybody sees the highest price at all times and people can determine whether or not they want to go higher based on what it's at um, the nice thing is that you know versus a bidding war you're not waiting around in a car for three hours whether or not you get it you know right away and if you want to participate you can if not some people one of our auctions we had over 500 people just watching because it was wow. just such a spectator you know it was just like oh this is so exciting like what's it going to get up to that's true yeah yeah so um yeah so it works just like that and then once the um the highest bid has been reached then all of the paperwork gets sent over to the buyer's agent and all of that's completed after the fact Okay, so yeah, the paperwork's done after the fact. Yes. Okay, I was trying to figure it out because yeah, typically like, you yeah. present the paperwork. Exactly. And if you're doing it at auction, there's a lot of crossing out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Part of the, the bidding um, registration process is a buyer goes online, puts all their information. Um, there's identification, verification, and all of that to make sure that they understand what they're agreeing to ahead of time. So they are bound to their bids. So whoever's the highest bidder is the one that fills out the paperwork with their agent. That makes sense. I'm, I'm guessing that um, you know financing and um, and inspection are still a part of it it depends um, typically what we'll do is we'll do a pre-list home inspection so that's available for all buyers to review um, the financing has been something we have put in offers other times we haven't it depends on the market and where um, yeah how comfortable the seller feels with keeping that in or taking it out um, right. obviously so there's pros and cons to both true yeah so Part of the process though. it is yeah yeah it's a flat you're, you're you're able to do it it's a you know you're flexible in, in keeping that in if you want yeah i'll be honest i remember when i first saw something online that you posted with the auction yeah i remember i i mean i was still new to the industry when yeah. i first saw it right okay so yeah. i'm walking in there i'm overwhelmed because i'm new yeah and i see it i'm like oh no <laughs> something new no not yeah. another one and then all of a sudden as i kept seeing it yeah and i kept looking at it and it started intriguing me and now and it went from oh no to Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, any new idea, as we know in real estate, is like, you know, it, it takes a while for people to get used to it. But each one we do, we find even the open houses, it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a class, you know, people come in, they're like, how does this work? And once they understand, they're like, okay, this makes sense. And the reason why we're doing it, it's not a gimmick. It's to make the process more fair and transparent. Right. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what I love about yeah. it. Like, I mean, like I said, after I got over the, oh my God, yeah. I have to learn news, something yeah. new now, you know, like exactly. to, I, after you get over that and you realize, and go, wait a minute, this is better for their, for their consumer. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like. I hate these bidding wars and hanging around, like you said. Yeah. So now there's like an opportunity and you know what's going on. It's transparent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, 
you know what you're bidding on, you know what you're expecting, you know yeah. what the outcome is. There's, it takes away any kind of complaint. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. there's nothing to complain about because yeah. you see Everybody it. Everybody knows. You exactly. see it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, it's not like you're sitting there bidding on a house and then you get a car. You know, yeah. like. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, so like I said, once I got over that, I go, wow, I love this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You. Like, yeah. I, I, it was just intriguing. And yeah. it's like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just, the whole online process, like, how did you set that up like that? It was like, is that through software? I'm assuming it's through software. Yeah, it's through a very basic auction software, not related to real estate, but um, we we found the software and we worked with a developer to really cater it to our industry and how we're structured in Ontario. Um, you know, the difference with us versus, say, Australia. Australia doesn't have buyers agents, so they're not dealing with cooperating commissions and, and and other things like that. So we wanted to make sure that we kept it with within how we aren't used to working. Um, obviously. We value cooperating agents and what they bring to the table and the work that they put into it. So that's one big misconception that people have is they think we're trying to cut out the, the cooperating side and that by no means do we ever do that. We always offer the commission um, to the cooperating agents. So, yeah. Well, actually, I find it's, uh, it's like one of the things that I thought about is it actually works better for the cooperating Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times when you have a listing out there. How many times have you been at an open house? Yeah. A person comes in and says, "Oh, I don't have, I don't use realtors. Uh, so yeah. can you, you know, this way you can cut your yeah. commission and, yes. uh, yeah. you know, and then I can get it better for the yeah. uh, buyer or seller. I mean, exactly. Uh, right. I mean, it's like that yeah. misconception is if it, you know, yeah. cutting out the realtor is better somehow. I know, you know and I mean? it's like, not. It's not, especially yeah, like. Ev- it's not about this one property. You know, a cooperating agents put so much work and effort into the entire process through education and bringing their clients to all sorts of different showings and doing the valuations, like just the, you know, the behind yeah. the scenes work that goes into it. You know, it's not just about that agent showing up on that one day and putting in an offer. It's all of that stuff that goes on unnoticed that, you know, is, is what we, we do that makes the value. Well, exactly. Because, I mean, there's even the misconception that, uh, um, you know, like if I go with the seller, he's still got to be honest with me. Yeah. yeah he's got to be honest with you, but he's, yeah. you know, he doesn't have, he's not representing you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the interest is to the seller, not to you. If you yeah. miss something, that's really your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference where yeah. if you have a buyer's agent, mm-hmm. then it's, you know, that buyer's agent is experienced. They know yeah. what to look for. Yeah. And they've done the research, as you just said. Yeah. So, you know, what you're, it's more transparent for you by having a buyer's agent. Yes. Exactly. Right. So, but yeah. that's the part people don't get. But again, yeah. it goes back to what I always said. People think we stick a sign on the lawn and then go to Maui. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, my, my question to you is in terms of, uh, it's more futuristic. Yeah. Have you, like, what are your expansion plans in terms of like, did you ever consider licensing out the software or having it integrated somehow? Yeah, we're looking at different things right now. What we've started to do over the last few months is, um, we've figured out a way that we're able to offer it to other brokerages and agents. So we're, essentially a a separate company because auctions can't be done by realtors because we can't disclose the offer prices up front. So as a separate auction company, we can offer it as a third party service to other agents and brokerages. So just recently, we've started talking to different brokerages um, on how we can collaborate with them and offer this service to their agents as a choice. Um, It allows them to just kind of 
give more to their clients in terms of what they can offer. Um, and it gets their foot in the door. Um, I find that when, you know, our agents are doing door knocking and they say, well, we've got a new way of selling and, you know, I want to tell you about it. Then sellers are intrigued and our home buyers are intrigued or not home buyers, sorry, homeowners are intrigued and want to know a little bit more, um, about the, that service. And then that gets you in the door and gets, you know, you, you talking to that person. And, you know, even if you don't do an auction, at least at that point you're in the door and you can say well True. we can we can list it just the regular old-fashioned way and and offer you all of this up front so right. it's, it's providing options like you said exactly right? versus you know typical uh yeah you know, this is what you're gonna get and that's all you're gonna get and exactly. people don't really know what they're signing for yes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so i mean our dream is to make auctions just considered as a viable way of selling real estate in the Ontario market. And so by offering it to other brokerages and agents, like all of 80,000 plus of us that, you know, have that option, then um, my hope is that we can start showing people that there's a more transparent way of doing things. Very good. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, I found it fascinating. I mean, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so been that's, fun. <laughs> good journey. Yeah. So it's a great way to uh, expand as well. So there's future opportunities yeah. there. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, how did, like your brokerage is new. Yes. Like, or the location is new. Yes. And I'm seeing it for the first time other than pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love it. Thank I, you. Thank you. Yeah. What, uh, how did you choose this location? Um, it's close to home, to be honest. That's the main reason. I would love to be more central Toronto, but um, for us, we're in Vaughan, and so we just felt that it would, you know, it's just easier to get to for us. Um, ideally, down the road, we want to have more locations, more central to Toronto, and maybe west and east. But um, that this was the main reason. Um, the location we love, um, just being on the ground floor on the corner as well. It really appealed to us just to have, you know, the light and the windows and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, like it's very very bright it's attractive it's uh thank you yeah, yeah. i absolutely love it like i mean i almost feel like i almost feel special that i get to see huh. the lunch date. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i know only a few people have been in here so yeah <laughs> yeah no we're excited to show it to people it's been it's been a journey just to figure out how we wanted to design it and um we we wanted to make it really special not you know, we wanted people to feel inspired when they walked in here. So a lot went into the design process, but we're really happy how it all turned out. Yeah. yeah it, it looks really good. I mean, like, thank you. It's very thought out. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you had mentioned earlier that you thought about doing a podcaster yes. you know, yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell us more about that in terms of like, what was the inspiration, motivation behind it? And like, what are your thoughts on terms of topics, ideas, or what it's going to be about? Yeah. Um, well, for me, I love podcasts myself. So I just felt like it was something where I could offer more content to people. Um, as I shift into more of a broker manager role where I'm recruiting, I want to bring more value to agents and kind of talk to them about, um, you know, different different ways to grow their business. Um, for Daniel and I, um, what we started thinking is as we're working together, we don't sell together, but we still, we own a business together. Right. We work together. So we thought it would be fitting to talk more so about working together as a couple and what goes along with that, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, um, because there's a lot of people in, in, in real estate that, you know, work with their partner. And so I, I, we felt that we'll, we'll probably focus on that kind of thing and, um, you know, make it, make it funny, relatable, right. <laughs> you know, things that, you know, we probably all experience with our partners, but, um, you know, make it just, 
um, more open and kind of just tips and tricks on how to survive and not kill each other in the Makes process. Sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 How do you find working with your partner? Like, does, 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 I'm sure it added some uh, challenges. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, you know what? It's great from what before um, Daniel got into real estate. Um, he's been in it for about five years, but before that, he worked like um, corporate sales jobs downtown. So for us to manage, you know, we've got four kids to try to um, have me go downtown usually on the evenings uh, in the evenings for showings. It would be him racing from downtown to get home early enough so I could go back and and do do the same thing and go out. Um, so the balance thing was really tough for us when he wasn't in real estate and now that he is I find the balance is so much easier we've got a shared calendar right. you know total sense. yeah we can just input our meetings and if one of us has a meeting at a specific time we know that we have to be home with the kids you know the other person has to be home with the kids so um, from that perspective it's been a lot easier um, I think for us it's trying to separate you know the business from family right. from personal <laughs> So do you guys it's have like hard. a yeah. Yeah. Like, do you guys like have a time that you're like, okay, you yeah. talk about business, but then between these hours it's all yeah. about the family. Don't we, want to hear about that. Yeah, we try. <laughs> we try. Now that we've got the office and now like you know, during work days it's work. And obviously if we have clients, we'll we'll you know, work with them as well when we need to. But yeah, once we get home with the kids, now we try to like, you know, phones off as much as possible real estate wise you know how that is it's like the moment you get you know you get home that's when the calls start coming in but you know we try to try to cut that off and spend some really quality time with the kids um and then you know we're we're trying to find babysitters now (laughs) it's hard with four kids we've had a few but you know i find babysitting is a hard hard job to find a good babysitter so um but yeah we want to try to get some you know date nights as well where we're not talking about business but it's hard because right. all of those that kind of match together but because that's part of the relationship to having that it time together where it's not about work or exactly. the kids and, yeah and I, yeah. I imagine you know with four kids and a business yeah it wow. can be hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all kind of like mashed in together but honestly um it's it's amazing I wouldn't I it's it's amazing to have somebody that you can like share your life with but also share your business with and Daniel and I find come from very you know we both come from a business background but he's more accounting finance and I'm more marketing advertising so those skills kind of work well together and in, into forming a well-rounded business of course yeah many times they get like when you have a conflict where you both have ideas because let's face it, we're human. Yes. We all have our individual thoughts. And yes. do you ever have a moment where, you know, like Daniel wants to go one direction and yeah. you want to go the other direction? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think we both respect um, each other's where we're not going to put each other down. Um, we're also very open to looking at the other perspective. We don't shut our minds off. Right. And that's taken a while to do. I mean, that hasn't come overnight, but... It must have been a struggle in the it, beginning. Yeah, it is. And, and when you're in the same... When you start working in the same industry, you can feel like, oh, well, you're kind of creeping into my territory. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, and even with like friends that, you know, we're looking for houses, like who do they who do they work with? You know, because oh. we don't work together. So, But we've managed to figure out how to balance that. But those are kind of struggles that I think think probably a lot of couples in real estate face and and hard to work right. through yeah well, some people either really mesh really well and it works yeah or they're 
clashing so much that yeah. it's sort of like, yeah, you need to stop. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's working for you. Yes, yes. No, it's true. <laughs> I think it's just the communication part. You just need to be upfront and honest with your partner. Um, one, I forget who I heard this. Oh, no, I think it was um, Brene Brown, Dare to Leave. Yes, yes. I don't know if you've ever read that I've book. I've read that book. That's amazing. But um, one thing she talked about was the story inside your head. I don't remember this, but I don't know if you remember this, but um, it was talking about... Um, what you're telling yourself in your head versus what the person is actually thinking. So yes. if somebody gives you a look and they think, oh, they're, they're, they think I'm, they think I'm a horrible speaker or something like that, right, where in right. reality, they're really thinking, oh, I like her shirt or, you know, something like that. So as husband and wife working together, I find sometimes we can get a little short with each other and it's for no reason. Like I'll, so I'll come right out and I'll tell Daniel, I'll be like, well, listen, the story I'm telling myself in my head is that you don't like my idea or you're frustrated with me because, and then he'll say, usually say to me, no, that's not it at all. I'm, I'm frustrated. I mean, the reason why I look like this is because I'm exhausted and I just want to go to bed. And so then you clear it up, you know, because I think right. I feel like we make a lot of assumptions to ourselves that's inside true. that that's like the, the other person isn't actually thinking that way. It's just, that's what we feel based on, you know, what we've, what we've been conditioned to to learn based on our own experiences. Well, absolutely. Like yeah. Even, you know, as a baby, when we're born, yeah, we don't have any thoughts. We're learning. Yes. But yeah. our mind is, you know, teaches us to survive. Yeah. And unfortunately, survival is based on beware. Yeah. More than uh, you know, so we have yeah. to program ourselves to yeah. actually think, behold. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Right. And yeah. we, you know, because. Everything has an up and a down. It's yeah. which one do you want to pay attention to? Yes, exactly. Right? Like, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, right? So, yeah, you're right about that. There's yeah. many times you think you you see something, you interpret it, oh, that person thinks this, yeah. and you're wrong. Totally like, wrong. Yeah. It's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you get a dirty look from somebody, and they're actually not even looking at you. They're looking past you, you know? Yeah. So there's all of these reasons, and people have so much going on in their own lives anyway that, like, how they react to you probably has nothing to do with you. So when it comes back to, you know, a personal husband and wife type relationship, if you're open and honest with that person and how you're feeling, um, it really goes a long way to to just, you know, working well together. Right, of course. Yeah. So now, yeah, since you're a brokerage now, obviously yeah. you're going to be dealing with agents. Yes. And uh, like your you said, we're saying about the podcast, it's like tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's face it. The reality is like we have, uh, when I got into real estate, the average uh, transactions per year was about 110. Mm. And I got in when there was still only like 39,000 realtors. Hmm, yeah. Now I believe, I could be wrong, misquoting or whatever, but I believe, you know, with Treb, there's about 55,000 yeah, realtors I now. I think more. I think we're up to almost 60. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Yeah. And the transaction yeah. is around 90,000 yeah. now. It might yeah. be 94 and 89. So, but yeah. I mean, because it fluctuates, right? But yeah. it's around the 90K mark. Yes. So yeah. I got in with two and a half. Yeah. transactions per person on mm -hmm. average mm -hmm. but obviously now with those numbers it's not even it's barely one and a half of even yeah yeah so clearly when realtors are new mm -hmm. the most people in the first year are probably not going to even sell one yeah house yes or yeah. anything for that matter yeah right it's going to be like a work in progress yes yeah well, how, like when someone comes to the, you know comes to you yeah and they just start and, and they become frustrated <laughs> yeah what exactly, how, what would you tell them? What would you like, what would your story be on that? Yeah, I think it's, 
you need to have a collaborative approach um, to, especially with new agents, because when you're working on your own, it can be very, very lonely, obviously. So you want to have a brokerage that is able to work alongside you and come up with ways to help you build your business. Um, I think what works for one person might not necessarily work for another person. So some somebody might love cold calling, somebody else might love door knocking. So you kind of have to figure out what works best for you. For me, I always tell our newer agents that you have to get back to the basics. You have to be able to have like the contact with people. You can do Facebook advertising. All of that kind of stuff is important. But if you're not speaking to people and having that contact mm -hmm. with people, you're never going to be able to you know, do anything. You're never going to see the results you want. Um, so with newer agents, I always suggest, you know, going out and door knocking or cold calling or, um, volunteering for other people's open houses and meeting buyers that way. But just having that face-to-face -face contact, the more you do that, you're going to build your funnel. Somebody that you meet might not want to buy now, but six months from now, they're going to want to buy. So, have them in your database, have a very strong database so that you're constant, you know, the right. CRM, the follow up. Right. You want to so make sure very, that's strong. You're an advocate for CRMs. For sure. Yeah. As long as it, like, whatever works for you, you could have like a Google calendar. Like, it doesn't have to be some fancy thing, but as long as you have a system that works for you, um, set up from the beginning, you're going to do far better. Because how many times as an agent, I know myself, I've kicked myself because I forgot to add that person to follow up with. And then six months later, I found out that they sold their house and you're like, oh, oh. if that's only I would have followed up. So the follow-up's key. The building your funnel is key. And I think that's what newer agents get overwhelmed with is they think, oh, well, they're not looking to buy until next year. It's like, well, but yeah, but put them in your database and a year is going to come around very quickly. That's true. <laughs> and you're going to, and then like, if you keep building that up, you know, you'll have 20 people that want to buy next year or sell next year. And then, then you're, you're flying, right? Wow, so, yeah. you know, I think it's about it. It, you can't have that instant gratification mentality when you're first starting out because it's not going to happen. And I, I like to be realistic with people and tell them that, you know, you're not going to find that person by reaching out to one or putting up a Facebook ad and expecting that you're going to have a hundred people contact you. I mean, if it happens, it happens. That's amazing. And I'd love to know how you did it, <laughs> but yeah. for the most part, it doesn't happen for the, for us. So, um, you just have to just have that personal contact, a really strong CRM or follow-up system, and you will see the results slowly. Um, and then the other thing is just set really um, specific goals for yourself and work alongside your broker or your manager to make sure that you're, you're following that path to hitting it. Because I find in this industry, it can be so frustrating to you feel like you're spinning your wheels a lot. And if you don't have specific set goals for the year, you end up just kind of falling off and, and not knowing where you're going. So yeah, yeah. True. So it's sort of like, like even myself, like if I were to show you my calendar, yeah, it's uh, all blue and red and yeah. all that because it's full. Like I, I separate mine from personal to work. Yeah. So yeah. like red is That's work, great. blue is personal. Yeah. And like every day and every moment is tracked. Now yeah. sometimes I'm late because things yeah, you know, things happen. Change, yeah. But uh, yeah. for the most part, um, I have almost every minute of every day planned. That's awesome. And I plan it a week in advance. Perfect. Sometimes yeah. two weeks in advance. Yeah. Um, I found before I was tracking and using CRM, mm -hmm. um, I would schedule three different appointments at the same time. Oh. And because I would put it in three different spots. Oh, and, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. 
And then uh, that's one thing I do like about uh, Google. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, because now it's all transparent. So I put it in there and it's like, oh, conflict. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Google's <laughs> so. perfect. Yeah. No, I find like for sharing calendars and, and doing all that sort of thing, like Google's a good basic thing to start out with. And then maybe down the road when you've got a bit of, a bit of money, there's some excellent CRM systems to invest in. But, you know, you can make anything work as long as you stick to it. Yeah. It's consistency. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Totally. Yeah. So um, in terms of, oh, I was, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, oh, I was uh, going to go, you know, because I noticed you mentioned the cold calling, the door knocking and, yeah. like, and the consistency and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I noticed that I like, like, what are your thoughts with social media? Like today, like, yeah. I know it's a big part, yes. but I don't think myself i don't yeah. think it's a strong part right now yeah because our business is still face to face what yeah. are your thoughts totally agree i feel like social media can be can be a big time suck like i could spend an hour on a post that gets me five likes and it's like why am i doing this right but i think it's important not to overthink it but be consistent on it because the more you post the more people get to know you. I think it's important not to just to put business on there. You need some personal or, or people right. need to see different aspects of you. And I think over time, you will build a brand for yourself that people will recognize and people will think to when they want up to buy or sell a house. So um, I think that it's an important part of the business, but it shouldn't take over and you shouldn't overthink it. I will sometimes go on stories and post uh, like I'll record it 10 times and it'll be like an hour and a half later. I'm like, what am I doing? Like just post it. Who cares <laughs> if it's yeah. not good now, it's not going to be good ever. So, um, you know, I think the overthinking part is, is key. Um, but I think for agents, as they get into the, as we get into the future with, with, with technology, I think you do need to have a presence and you need to know what tools are available and how to use them. So you stay relevant because, you know, millennials, as they get older and their real estate needs are changing, like they're going to have different needs and they're going to look likely to technology and social media to find who they want to work with versus, you know, how people look at it now. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, futuristic. It's because um, I'm finding a lot of like myself, even when I was, uh, you know, around, not a lot of brokerages push technology. Yeah. They're still based on old school yeah. tactics, yeah. which is fine. There's yeah. nothing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. But I find that uh, up till now, they yeah. didn't, you know, like you would mention it and they would discard it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly for branding, it is an important thing. Yes. I yes. mean, um, I don't think that you're going to get a sale because you're on social media. Yeah. But people want to deal with people. Yeah. And they want to deal with people they know. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And I think eventually, like, I think as you develop your brand and people stay in contact with you, um, you know, maybe you will get, maybe not be just because of social media, but if they see you out there and you come be your top of mind for them when it comes time to well, buy exactly. or sell, it's, it's then that's, top of mind, that's yeah, what it's, about. it's key. Yeah. And providing value to, um, people as well, I think is really important. Like your podcast, like you're giving people really concrete um, advice and tools that they can use in their everyday lives. Whereas if you're just posting listings that you have for sale, like yeah, it's good, but mix it up a little bit. You have all of this knowledge in your head on, you know, on what you've learned throughout the years you've been in real estate, communicate that and show some value to people that really need it. Believe it or not, would you believe me if I told you I almost never post a listing online? Really? Yeah. yeah that's like awesome. I think anymore. that's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's good to obviously advertise your own listings, but I mean, for you to build your own personal brand, I think, right. You exactly. know, yeah. Like, I mean, now what I might do is just have a feature listing of the week Yeah. and leave it at that. That's great. Yeah. Right? I mean, other than that, it's, you know, cause I mean, everyone posts listings. So I was yeah. open house, I was listing. So I was like, you yeah. know, look, 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 bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, not that I don't promote my listings. Don't misunderstand me. No, I do. no, no. Right? Every, yeah, but, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah exactly. My yeah. Point, I mean, is my main focus online isn't. No. Isn't your listings. Yeah. 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 No, so, for sure. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. And what have been the hurdles that you've been through? Like from, from when you started a real estate, like getting it in as an agent yeah, or, or a salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just agent, no. <laughs> <laughs> to basically, yeah. I would say what, what, what are the challenges you've had yeah. on a personal level as a yeah. realtor? And uh, what is the challenge you've had starting the brokerage? I think for me, the starting out, the trust factor has always been something and I continue to learn to be very cautious of things. Um, I'm a very trusting person naturally, but when I got into this business, I was very naive and thought that I could trust everybody and anybody, um, whether it's clients or agents or whatever it is. But, um, you know, there's a lot that you experience in this industry that you learn from and that you kind of develop a thick skin um, and you become immune to things that might happen that are unfortunate, but just kind of part of the industry and how right. it, how it happens. So, um, I've learned to be a little bit more guarded and to protect myself and just to make sure that I fully assess the situation before jumping right in. Even if it's, you know, a, a client or a, a buyer that wants to buy a place, but their, re their expectations are completely out to lunch. And then it's like, that's common. Yeah. But like you as the agent really need to be honest and upfront with people right away. And if they're not going to see your side, your experience and all of that, then it might not be worth it to spend your time working with them because they're, they're just, they're either not ready or they're just never going to buy a place. And I think, you know, sometimes you can spin your wheels and you can really put a lot of trust in people and knowing that they're going to end up going through with the sale and, and then it ends up, ends up not working out. So I, I become used to just assessing the situations. Um, also the idea, again, going back to Brene Brown, cause I love her, <laughs> but the idea of clear is kind and being very clear when it comes to expectations of sellers and buyers. If a seller thinks their house is worth a million and it's only worth 900, why do I even give them that false sense of hope that we can get a million? Obviously, we will try to maximize that price as much as possible. But if I'm clear and upfront with people, they appreciate it far more. And even going into listing presentations, you know, people will be appreciate that honesty and will say, you know what, you're the first one that ever told me that this, you know, my valuation of my own home doesn't make sense. And you gave me reasons why, and now I trust you and I'd like to go move forward with, you know, working with you. Um, so it, it can be advantageous for an agent to be more clear and upfront with, right. with their clients for sure. Sense. Yeah. Um, but it took me a while to get there, to have the guts to just be like, sorry, Mr. Seller, your house is not worth this. And this is why, you know, you don't want to be rude, no, but at the same not. time you but want yeah. to be upfront and honest. So, um, those are, couple of things I've learned as, uh, as an agent or a salesperson. Um, and then as a brokerage, it's just been a lot of learning. I find there's not a lot of, um, specific support in terms of building your brokerage and knowing what you need to do. But 
I find that the community of broker of records and managers within our area is incredible. And just reaching out to people and give, getting advice from them um, has just allowed us to set ourselves up, uh, you know, well and successfully. Um, and, and, that's, and that's one thing that I recommend to everybody. It's, it's amazing how collaborative our industry is when you align yourself with the right people. And um, the amount that I've learned from other salespeople and brokers of record and, you know, everybody um, has just been really amazing. And people are always willing to give, you know, you that advice when you need it. You're right. I found out, you know, that's one thing I do love about this business Mm -hmm. is I find uh, there's a lot of people that are willing to help each other more like, you know, they're not, they're not seeing each other as competition, but more as an ally. Yes. Which is the way things should be. Yeah. I mean, again, every industry has a few rotten apples Yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't matter what you do. No. Right. So, but I'm talking about for the majority of the people. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's out there to help each other and trying to build each other. Yeah. Which is great. I know. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And even like this podcast, like as we started the podcast, like, you know, I know I can go to you for advice and there's other people that have given me other advice and it's just been amazing. You know, it's not like people are like, sorry, I'm not going to tell you my trade secrets. (laughs) Like, no, like people like, cause what I'm going to do is not going to be the same as what somebody else is going to do. You're going to bring a different value because you're a different person. Correct. So yeah. Different experiences, different spots. Exactly. Yeah. 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 In terms of uh, like online, like going back to social media, yeah. what platforms do you use? Um, we're, we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Those are the main ones, I would say. Um, Trying to think. Twitter, we don't use too much of. I've never really got into Twitter all that much. I used to be on Twitter myself a lot. Yeah. But um, I've, I'm still use it here and there, but yeah. I'm, not re- I'm not a regular there anymore. No. I no. used to be. Yeah. Um, I find... Like Twitter is good for customer service wise. Yeah. Like I find when people post little tweets and stuff, mm-hmm. it's good for that engagement and back and forth and stuff like that, yeah. which is great for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't find there's, I find it's more like either like almost like, what do you call it? Like not a reference. It's one of those, like a testimonial almost. Like mm-hmm. people say, you yeah, know, they had a good experience. You can see stuff like that, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, uh, or you get a lot of complaints. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I find that's, you know, I mean, like, hey, sometimes I have a bad experience. I'll post on Twitter to yeah. get the person's attention. Right. Yes. Like I found that's it a good, good way. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I find it's just not as strong as it used to be. No. No. Um, I'm not saying it's going away by no, any stretch. No. Yeah. But it, it, I guess it's more of a, you got to go with what you're comfortable with because otherwise yes. you'll be on it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, even myself now, I'm experimenting with TikTok. Yes, I've just with my kids that I do. I'm on there now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those ones that I'm not sure if that aligns with our business or not. Yeah, like I'm true. experimenting. Yes, and if I find in the next couple of months it's not really something that because yeah. I find it's more youngsters. But the way I look yeah. at it is uh, these are our future buyers. So yes. I'm sort of building my brand for tomorrow. Yes, yes, but. We'll see how that goes no, and then experiment and then yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And I think like the more you just know the technology that's out there and that you know how to use it, you don't have to use it every day, but you know, if you ever need to call on it, then at least you know what you're doing and you know, you can, 
make it seem like you know what you're, you know you're yeah. an expert in it so yeah I think for us like Instagram I love Instagram stories because I feel like that it's almost becoming like a television show like yes. a lot of people just watch it instead of Netflix at night you know to unwind oh what, what have everybody else been up to so I find that's a good way to outreach and have you know good conversations and then they go away after 24 hours so yeah, you know if you regret something then it's gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah and YouTube we're starting to build up not we've done a lot of um, like lifestyle videos for our listings so that's where we put all of those but as we go forward with the podcast we'll want to do a video as well so hoping to build that up as well perfect that makes sense yeah um you know i before we uh, you know end the podcast yeah. what i wanted to get you to do is that uh, maybe to give a tip to our listeners that maybe are thinking about joining the real estate business and aren't sure what to do or mm-hmm. what not to do and like yeah. where do they proceed like if there, is there any advice for anybody who's thinking about our industry yeah. I mean, if you are, that's great. That's really exciting. I think there's a lot of opportunity for people when, if they want to consider real estate as a career. Um, I think what you have to realize is that it is a business. Um, you are an, you're your own entrepreneur. So if that's something that excites you and that you want to get into, then by all means, I think it would be a great um, profession to consider. Um, and then as you get into it, you just want to make sure that you're learning all the time. You know, obviously there's so much to learn in this business, um, but you also want to align yourself with the brokerage that's going to support you in the way that you need. Um, so there's so many options out there and what works for one person might not be the best for another. Um, you know, some people want to work with a team, some people want to work on their own. So just investigating those different methods of getting into the business and the brokerage and brand you want to align yourself with is really important to get you started for success. Awesome. I want to thank you very, very much, thank Katie, you. for uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was. It was definitely. And we'll probably do it again. Yeah, in, I'd love uh, to. Maybe in the, in the future once you're up and running, yeah. we can talk about all the things that's happened. And Yeah. No, yeah. that would be awesome. And ideally, we'll get you on our podcast eventually. Oh. That would be awesome. Would be <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.